The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk Podcast. G'day and welcome to another episode of Oz Table Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are currently going through a series on how to get the most out of church. Our last of this series mm-hmm. tonight. Woo, we made it! <laughs> 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 but before we dive into it, we have a review. We do, we do. And this review is actually from a friend of ours. I'm- Gotta say, we really love our friends. They leave us all really nice reviews. <laughs> and you know, if they didn't, they'd be in trouble, so it's all right. <laughs> this one is from Bigsy. Uh, well, his name's Matthew, but we know too many Matts, and so therefore we use his last name instead. So yep. this one is Bigsy. Hey, Bigsy. <laughs> hey, Bigsy. Thank you so much for leaving your review. His review says. Thank you guys for your dedication and boldness to share your experiences with everyday problems that don't get a mention in church. It has really helped bring new light and clarity into my life. I also feel more human to know that it's not just me that has certain problems. (laughs) May God continue to richly bless you guys, your families, and this ministry. Thanks, Biggie. Cheers, Biggie. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. We really, really appreciate you. Matt is like one of our, like, <laughs> sounds funny to actually frame it this way, but Matt is like one of our raving fans, right? Like, mm. he's always super supportive. Everything that we do, he's right behind. And, uh, you know, we solidly, solidly appreciate you, Matty. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's a really good point he makes in the review there that we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Nobody is, is, you know, struggling alone. Yes. There's always yeah. going to be someone out there who who knows your struggle. So, yeah, don't keep it to yourself feeling like you're the only person. Mm. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, how to get the most out of church. Mm-hmm. And today's subtopic is how to get involved in ministry. Yes. Why is that important? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask the question that you and you asked, it and it was like, oh, like I was just sort of off my rails. Yes, what on? Yeah. So, what's the point, right? Why get involved in the first place? Because we're not supposed to be making disciples. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one thing. Great Commission tells us so. Um, yeah. I think also it's it's the. Like, we're talking about getting the most out of church, and it is literally the best way to get the most yeah. out of church, right? Yes. Well, when I think of, like, uh, a marriage, what's the best way of getting the most out of marriage? It's by putting the most that you can into it. Yes. So... Spoken like a good the, <laughs> In In the, the spiritual walk, this is also likened to a marriage, and does it not then make sense that to get the most out of it, we also put the most into it that we can. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's another aspect to it as well, just to be the change that you want to see, right? It's very, very easy to sit on on your pew and complain about what everybody point, else point is doing. Point fingers and that, yeah. Point fingers. When the truth of the matter is, it would be much more beneficial if you were doing the work, right? And, you know, and obviously, when you first come to church, it, it makes sense. You know, you're going to be doing the learning. So, you know, leading is not what's on your mind at that point. That makes sense. But there's got to be a time where, as a mature Christian, you accept 
that you are going to be doing the work of ministry. Yeah. Yeah. In whatever in whatever space that is, we all have different gifts, of course. But mm-hmm. there's no such thing as passive Christianity. If you are a Christian and you are growing in Christ, then you are going to be utilizing the gifts that God's given you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that phrase used. Be the change mm. that you want to see. Yeah. Also, like our pastor often says. It's uh, you, you can't rock the boat if you're too busy rowing it. Yes, <laughs> I, I like that expression as well. That's a good know? one. Yeah. yeah, sometimes, sometimes we forget that our job is to be rowing the boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard another guy say once the same sort of thing. Uh, a, a mule that's pushing won't kick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, look, um, ser- service in whatever capacity is what we're talking about when we say ministry. Um, yes. We're not talking specifically about, you know, pastoral ministry or mm. or even necessarily becoming an elder or a deacon or a whatever. It could be it's, simply cooking the meal for the um for the after church luncheon. Yeah, mm. that's right. It's whatever your gifts are, right? It's mm. going to be gift specific. And mm-hmm. and so I think the first point of call if you want to know how to get involved in ministry in your church is is to find out what way are you gifted specifically. And then you want to know what is the church's mission? You know, what is your specific congregation's mission in in the community, uh, in the church itself? What are they trying to achieve? And then you can sort of go, all right, so how does my gift fit into this plan? And you can sort of look for your place. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that's more obvious than others. But what would you say you would do if, hypothetically, you know your gifts... And the options that are around in your church don't quite match the gifts that you have. Yeah. Well, you already said it, didn't you? But be the change that you wish to see. So, so look, I, I think... Well, look, maybe not everyone's going to be inclined this way because I, I suppose maybe this is because of the gift of leadership in me. But mm. when, when I go to a church where things aren't structured in such a way that I can be beneficial hmm. i create a new part of the structure <laughs> you know what i mean you you start whatever it is that you you can do to yes. benefit the church if mm-hmm. it's not there already yeah. mm-hmm. so look so maybe you're not going to be that bold everyone and that's okay um, but if you are great go for it yeah. that would be yeah. my suggestion yeah but then then also sometimes you don't know that you have a gift for something until you actually give it try it yeah. give it a go that is very true As, so one of the things i would say is also Look to see what needs there are in the church and yeah. go, okay, Good could, could I do that? Mm. That's certainly actually how can I... I... Can I at least give it a go and see if see if I can? Mm. And, and God may go, you know, you've been faithful in this. Guess what? I'm going to add that to your talents. Mm. Mm. That's actually how I found my gifts when I yeah. first started doing um, ministry through the church. I was actually quite surprised that I'm quite good at teaching Sabbath school lessons. And yeah, it was uh, a nice little surprise, but one that I had to be pushed into. Yeah. 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 So a bit of trial and error? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I did a whole bunch of um, various jobs at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, m- much the same when I was baptized. I didn't know what to do. And I just said, okay, God, whatever it is that you want me to do is fine. I'm just going to say yes to whatever I get offered. And I did that for a few years. Uh, like... <laughs> For a few years, I like that qualification. Oh, just because I know that you're such a yes man, that eventually that was going to have to stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would have died. <laughs> yeah, pretty, and to be honest, I kind of did. Like you know, I, I I did have somewhat of a breakdown at one point. Just 
too much, you know. And but <laughs> on the bright side of things, I knew what my skills were at that point. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, sort of took it from there. And so I think there is that element, and this is the same. I think it, this is the same occupationally, like in your career, as it is in in church. True. But, you say yes to as many things as possible when you're new and then over time you when you get to the place where you can no longer say yes to things you start saying no yeah. to the things that don't fit and eventually mm-hmm. yeah. your niche becomes apparent because yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes in church there may be a bunch of people that are really good at one sort of thing hmm. that may be your strongest talent but but they don't pe- need perhaps, to, right? perhaps they the other people don't have other talents that are needed you might have a weaker talent for something that is needed and no one else can fe- uh, can fill that yeah. that need so being being open to pushing that comfort zone and and exploring the smaller gifts that God has given you mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure but what what about for people that have that are jack of all trade <laughs> i can i can really relate to that like there's very few Offices, like if, you, yeah. if you're talking official church offices, I, I know that we're using that as our sort of basis because we're talking about church specifically, but mm-hmm. there's very few church offices that I would feel like I couldn't do. Yeah. And I think that when you're in that, those shoes, it, it's a challenge. But like you're saying, I think that's when it is your responsibility to say, well, what does the church need the most? Not necessarily, yeah. what do I want the most? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what are your thoughts? Like the last question. That's basically what I was yeah. looking for. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. So I, I think one of the things that is really important if you are going to be getting involved in a ministry is that there's no such thing as a single person ministry, really speaking, you know, because you're either going to be doing ministry for people or working with people to do ministry for other people. Yeah. If you're just a, an individual doing just individual things, then you're probably not having an impact. So how do you. How do you become that team player? How do you work well with the other people that are already doing it? By poking fingers and complaining. Yeah, no? not that one. Somebody no. slap him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, joke taken. No, that's not the best method. Hmm. No. Communication. It all starts with communication. You need to actually talk with the people you're um, involved with and if you can get a uh, kind of a a joint way of moving forward that is the uh, step you need to take yeah yeah and uh, in my in my thinking or the experiences that i've had it always seems to become uh, an us and them thing as soon as the communication breaks down mm-hmm. it, you start seeing them as the enemy and dehumanizing them so you can you know destroy their character basically and so then you yeah. don't have to feel guilty about resisting and rebelling so mm-hmm. If you can keep a tender heart towards each other, it goes an awfully yeah. long way. <laughs> so. And not taking over. I've heard it so often. If it's worth doing, I may as well do it myself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or if yeah, letting others have a go as well, mm. and not not trying to be the the hero and yeah, doing it all yourself. You you got to get others involved and go hey. Yeah. It reminds me of that African proverb that says, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you have to go together. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's so true. You know, if, if you, there's plenty of people that get frustrated by working with others because they feel like, oh, but it's so much slower and I can't get my ideas passed and, and all mm. of this. 
so many people that I know that are incredibly gifted people, as far as ministry is concerned, their effectiveness is totally hobbled by the fact that they don't work well with others. Mm-hmm. And that is very sad. Yeah. You know? well, so- sometimes in the beginning, it does slow things down. But once people learn the process, it then becomes a smooth, a smooth operation. Yes. Because... People know, okay, I'm doing this, this, this. They're taking care of this, this, this. Mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about that. That's right, because you trust them, right? Yeah. And you only get that trusting relationship over over time and being vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, if they're not are going to be allowed the space to grow and make mistakes, well, they're not going to grow. Yes. And ultimately, they're not going to be able to be a help to you either. What would you do, you know, if, you, if you're the one with the great idea, like we're talking about now, but you're finding that the people around you aren't supporting the idea, you know, because a lot of people like are passionate about a certain kind of ministry, but there's just not the support for it around them. What would you, what would you advise to the people that are in those kind of shoes? Ask your question again. I, I, yeah, that's fine. I don't think I understand it properly. So if, if you feel like you have this idea for ministry, something that you want to do, something that you're passionate about, but the people around you don't seem to care or aren't willing to commit to it, what sort of advice would you give to the person that was in those shoes? It depends. <laughs> it depends. Because... Do you have a good answer for that question? Yeah. <laughs> I well, feel like I have no experience <laughs> in answering that question. Most of the time, I just stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think this is something that I've had to learn a little bit uh, in some ways, and that is... I think I think there's two potential outcomes, right? You have to ask yourself what one is there an actual need because oft, usually if there is an actual need for the ministry mm. that you want to do, you're going to find someone that'll work on it with you. Yeah. If there's no need, if you're trying to scratch an itch that doesn't exist, then it's often difficult to rally people around the idea because they just don't see a need for it. So, you know, one ask yourself is the idea really as good as you think it is? If the answer is yes and there's still the clear need, and you still can't find people, assuming that you can do it at least on some level by yourself, do it because people tend to be attracted to things that are already working well. Mm -hmm. And so if you can reach, uh, to use business terms, if you can reach minimum viable product and, okay, you've demonstrated this works, it's helping people, I'm doing it, and then people will probably come and follow you because they can actually see the effect of what you're saying. So that would be the the alternative, I would think. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. before that point, they couldn't see it working. They couldn't see a use for it. The moment you have something a little bit more tangible, then people can go, ah, now I can get on board. And And the important thing there is to not be precious about it being your baby because if you want to retain all control and people want to be involved then you end up with problem A from what we were talking about before, you know, and Mm -hmm. you you start having those relationship breakdowns. You need to recognize that if it truly is going to be sustainable, it has to be bigger than you, and that means that you cannot be the only stakeholder. Mm -hmm. So being the leader by stepping forward, like Mm -hmm. the team leader by stepping forward, starting it, and then people go, okay, yeah, yeah, he's led the way. Mm. It's doable. And can can I just maybe quench a little bit of your fire for a second? Sure. Sometimes it's not going to work. Yeah. I can say yeah. that from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a big ideas person and, and sometimes you've just got to recognize that, okay, they're not ready for this right mm. now. Yes. And and I've had to step back from 
many different projects over the years because it's like, all right, maybe maybe this isn't the right time in the place or, or maybe these people just aren't quite ready for, for mm. this particular thing yet. We'll, we'll work on something else. That's fine. Yeah. Sometimes you just do have to shelf it and, yeah. and, and maybe just commit it to prayer mm. would be one suggestion that, that I would make. Mm. That's a really fair call. Don't lose the vision. Mm. Don't, don't think, oh, no, well, that, that was a bad Never. idea because mm. it's not necessarily a bad idea. It's, it's quite, possible, quite possibly just the wrong time and place. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. And so, well, when we're talking about getting involved in ministry and and leading out in certain areas, whether that is in direct leadership or, or or not, but when you do get into the position of leadership, then what? Like we're almost talking about that, like that's the end goal. So, but when you get into that position, what's the next step? Hmm, good question. I'm open to you guys' thoughts on it, but for me, I. I think the most logical step for any leader is to create more leaders. Yeah, I was just to work say, yourself out of a job. I was just going to say, going back to what you you were saying earlier, mm. is you you can't be for it to be sustainable. You can't be mm. the the only stakeholder. You can't be yeah. the only leader. You need mm. to set up a lineage, so to speak. Yeah. You know, get other people so that they can take over f- when you can't do it anymore. Mm. Yeah, there's a, a pastor, Pastor Nemo from uh, Avondale College Church. I heard him being interviewed on Burn the Haystack. This is a while back now, but he said something that just blew my mind, and that was that you know, he, when he realised that that was his responsibility, it wasn't to be the figurehead; it was to create leaders. And when he, when he realised that, you know, his intern pastor, he invested his intern pastor with virtually complete responsibility. Not to say that he was throwing him in the deep end but he's like gave him the responsibility what's your dream what's your vision and then equipped him to lead and make that happen and essentially put him in the fast track in the the pilot seat so to speak and he said that was really hard but it allowed him to then become the visionary because Mm -hmm. it was like oh well all of a sudden now i don't have these these things to do because I've equipped someone else to do these things. Now, what am I going to do? Oh, well, that's going to allow me to go and minister in greater ways elsewhere. And I think this is the, this is the pattern. You know, if we say, oh, well, this is my thing and I'm going to just keep doing this thing. And I'm, then you end up at at a dead end. You're never going to grow past that. Whereas if you keep replacing yourself, you know, every time you get into a position, train the other people that are around you, create new leaders to fill that position and God will give you more and more things to do. God will give you more and more opportunity. So try and put yourself out of a job. Yeah, that's basically what it boils down to. <laughs> because you're never going to succeed because the harvest is so great. You could you could have a thousand more people like you in an instant yeah, and well, you'd still need at least another thousand people. That's right. In replacing your job, getting people to replace your job, you're finding new jobs or creating new jobs for more people to fill. Yeah, that's right. So it's exponential in that sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously the end is, you know, we mentioned earlier in the episode, we talked about the Great Commission, right? And so the, well, it might have been the last episode, but we talk about the Great Commission. That's the ultimate thing, that we are all in this and we're in this ministry because we want to get the, the good news out to as many people as possible. And with all of us doing our part in the body of Christ at doing whatever field of ministry God's given us, whatever that may look like, gets us there faster. And the more we can replicate, the more we can share, the better off we'll be. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe I'm just approaching the question differently than all you guys, but um, 
that's a good thing, uh, by the way, if you are. Yeah, I'm just listening to what you're saying and I'm thinking, yes, 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 but haven't we missed something? Mm-hmm. You know, you asked the question, when we get into a leadership position, then what? I was thinking maybe when I think of the great leaders, I think the first thing that they did was that they inspired confidence, right? You know, you win yeah. your people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once you've won your people, then, then you've got power mm. because ultimately you can be in leadership and have absolutely no power mm-hmm. if you've got no sway over the people, this right? Yeah. So And so, the inverse can be true. So you win the people, which wins you the power. And then when you've won the power, you distribute that power back to the people, right? Mm-hmm. That's what good leadership does, isn't it? Mm. Exactly. So, yeah. so as a church leader, you, you win the confidence of the people. And then you do what you guys are saying. You invest them with their own responsibilities and power. And you don't try to control them in, in what you're giving them as responsibilities. You you give them freedom. You invest them with... No, you uh, give them opportunity to express all of their potential. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and by doing that, you are empowering the people whom you're leading to do the work that, you're, that you guys were just talking about. So in a sense, you're mentoring them. But before you have the right to mentor them, I think you need to win their confidence. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. again, probably the same thing, but <clears throat> yeah, but it's I think interesting... it's important that we we talk about that first. Yeah, and how how do we win the confidence of others? Yeah, good question. Good question. I I, I always think of example. You know, that's the thing that that mm-hmm. speaks uh, maybe deepest to me personally. But it's mm-hmm. not not that it works for everybody exactly the same. But for me, you know. Leading by example is a huge thing. Showing that you, you genuinely care about the people, yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or as someone's being led, showing, being shown that I'm genuinely cared about, mm-hmm. makes me, you know, feel confidence. Yeah, I, I'd say that's definitely it. You know, the age-old saying, um, people don't care until they what you've got to say until they know that you care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true, and I think just listening to people, yeah. You know, communicates so much because anybody who's in a leadership position usually doesn't have a great deal of time and they are, to that end often don't listen to the people that they are leading mm-hmm. and so I think if you take the time to listen to those people mm-hmm. and hear what's on their heart that will speak volumes to them mm-hmm. so are there any other any other thoughts that you guys have to throw around in regards getting involved in ministry before we wrap this episode That's and this deep, series that was deep mm. nope I'm done. <laughs> You're done. No. Yeah, I'm I'm done. So yeah, just get out there, get involved in some way, and mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes. It mm. it may not even be the area of your gift, but at the very least, just go out and have a go at it. And oh, we're talking about the whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just realised we're not just summarising this episode. We're summarising the lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't put the onus on on the 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 church as a congregation. Mm. Be the church. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the church is the people, not the yeah. building. Yeah. 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 And not worry so much about what you can get out of it, mm-hmm. but what you can put into it. Mm-hmm. And, and also, if I can just riff a little bit further on what you were just saying before, Ben, that we are often, we we fear getting it wrong to the degree that we do nothing. And it is far better to try to do the right thing and get it wrong rather mm-hmm. than be inactive for fear of getting it wrong because you're you're already failed yes you've already made a mistake by not doing anything Mm. yes and so i would just encourage you guys that whatever it is you're passionate about do something with it whatever gift that you have do something with it don't just sit around because you're afraid that it's not going to work or people are going to think it's weird or whatever god is god is encouraging you god has given you 
talents and skills for this particular purpose. So you can go and do this. So um, yeah, go do it. We believe in you. <laughs> and more to the point, God does too. So, so if you've enjoyed this series, please let us know. We'd love to hear about it. And uh, yeah, if there's any other topics you want to hear us cover, we would love to have those uh, those ideas as well. So we will leave, leave it right there. We'll catch you guys next week for another episode. See ya. And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing mailing list. So I would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that. If you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet, you can go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us. So if you want to help us reach those goals, please jump in and give us a review. The final message that I'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our Patreon account. Now, Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating. And ultimately, what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast. And so if you'd like to help us do that, jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk. And you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards. But at different levels, there are different benefits, different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours. If you can't afford that, we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.